Good morning. Time for our cool conversation. I'm George Plummer. Joining us today, Grady County Emergency Management Director Dale Thompson. Hello, Dale. Morning, George. Good to have you on the show. It must be that time, huh? It, yeah. It's always that time. <laughs> for, for, <laughs> for you, some, it is. For something, you know, every quarter. <laughs> All right. Winter weather preparedness, the primary topic of discussion today, but uh, we'll kind of go all over the emergency management uh, spectrum and talk about uh, things going on here in Grady County. Our thanks to our Cool Conversation sponsors, Community Bank of Oklahoma and Stanley Systems. Well, here we are. We've had our first cool snap uh, mm-hmm. of the fall, and uh, we had summer-like temperatures right up until earlier this week, and, yep. and now we've got the big cold front, and so... Leaves are going to start to turn if they haven't already, and fall has arrived. As they, fall has fell, I guess. Fall has fell. I just wish ragweed would fall. Oh, my gosh. Everybody. <laughs> seems like more people than I know has got allergies to that. Oh, goodness. It's, it's awful. And that's like that every year until we get a good hard freeze. That ragweed and that weed, you know, stays up there, and it affects so many people every day. And it, 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 something different for everybody, and it, it just yeah. maybe takes them over-the-counter Allergy medicine. Some have to go to the doctor, I exactly. guess, to get prescriptions and stuff. So it's it's not that good. No. All right. So here we are, middle October already, and you know, it seems like we're pretty close to an anniversary of a big ice storm that hit a couple of years ago, and uh, that yeah. was a big one. Yeah, October. Yes, uh, two years ago. That uh, one of them surprise deals that uh, affected. So many people in the county, but mainly the southern part of the county was harder hit than anywhere else. But, uh, you know, when you have an ice storm this early in the year, which that was, you know, towards the end of October, kind of makes you wonder what's going to happen for November and December and January and February. So now we got to take a wild guess on what's going to happen. And you just never know. And uh, that's kind of the beauty of uh, emergency management and weather. You know, you just, uh, you can say one thing and it can be completely different. But uh, we were talking before that we started that uh, you're, some of the party county is just now getting some FEMA funds from that storm. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, District 3, which is the southern end of the county or southernmost part of the county, uh, we got the federal declaration on that. So they was eligible for public assistance, which means roads, bridges, debris removal, et cetera. And, uh, the commissioner at that time, you know, wanted to file a, a claim with FEMA, and we did, which it's it's actually a two-page document just to get started, but you got 15,000 pages after that that you have to deal with. But, uh, uh, you know, the cleanup, finding a debris site, which we had uh, uh, two debris sites, one in Ninicol and one in Rush Springs, and we actually had another one up north by Amber, that was affected on it. But uh, District 3 down in Rush Springs, they ended up getting between dollars and $250,000 reimbursed to them, you know, for all the time worked and the, the, tr- the vehicles that's used, the trucks that are used, the fuel and the cost of overtime, anything like that. So they're just now getting the 12.5% that the state's obligated for that. They got the FEMA part here a few months ago and now they're getting the 12 and a half percent from the state so we're still dealing with that two you know almost two years later but everything with fema runs so slow it's just unbelievable Mm -hmm. but uh uh, one of the county commissioners at the time he didn't even want to mess with fema he just uh absorbed the cost 
and went on because there is so much paperwork that's required that the district barns have to do and we have to do and all that and work with the states and the feds and stuff like that. So it's really time-consuming and everything to go through this process. But like I said, the commissioner back then, he didn't even want to mess with it. He said, let's just get it cleaned up, get it taken care of properly and go on. Good thing uh, that they could do that. Sometimes it, you don't want to rely too much on uh, on government help because we just know how slow that the, that, that can be. So, All right, so what's the Farmer's Almanac saying about uh, winter for for Oklahoma? Have you heard or do you know? What's, yeah. what's the? And I know you work with the Weather Service and all that. Yeah, but, uh, and, you, and, and a lot <clears throat> of them agree that it's going to be a wetter-than-normal winter and it's going to be a colder-than-normal winter. Now – when they say wet, you know that, you know everybody just assumes it's snow. It could be it could be rain, it could be snow. Unfortunately, it could be that dreaded ice word. But um, and the farmers almanac can predict stuff. We get some uh, outlooks from the National Weather Service, you know, until the end of the year, and they kind of think you know it's going to be wetter than normal, cooler than normal. Well. You know, how many times have the Weather Service, the Almanac and all that say, okay, this is what the systems are doing, this is what we think will happen, and the complete opposite will happen. But uh, right now it looks like we're going to have a wetter and colder normal for uh, the winter. So any, we usually get an early or a freeze at some point, uh, mid to late October initially, and then it kind of get a little warming trend, but then... You know, around Thanksgiving or maybe a little bit later, you know, it could get colder and, you know, you just never know. We might yeah. get uh, one of those uh, winter storms that uh, that hit Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, not just, the, just Oklahoma, but the whole central plains and the whole country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, and like this one, you know, I mean, we had that ice storm a couple of years ago. It was right there at the end of October. We've had ice and snow and freezing rain in early November around Thanksgiving. You know, we've had, there's several years ago, we had snow on the, uh, day after mm-hmm. thanksgiving and then of course we had uh, had tornadoes in november we've had we've had tornado <laughs> yes we have and, and in december yes. so it's going to be one of them things that we'll just have to keep an eye on and and see what happens the el nino has a lot to do with the moisture and stuff like that so you know the weather service will probably give us some newer updates as it gets closer into the winter time and stuff like that and tell us what the effects of El Nino is going to have on the on the winter, so we'll just have to wait and see. Thanks for spending part of your weekend with us on the Cool Conversation. Dale Thompson with us, Grady County Emergency Management Director. Dale, now is the time. We talk in the spring about it's now the time to get ready for you know tornadoes. Well, now's the time to get ready for that winter weather that right. may or may not come. Right. That's right. Be be prepared. That's just the. The best way to be uh, to be ready is use that slogan. Uh, you know, people need to start getting their homes winterized. You know, making sure they got cracks sealed. Uh, you know, fixing anything that might let uh, rain or snow in. That'll uh, save out your utility bills. Utility too. bills. Yeah. That's right. You know, if you can get some additional insulation, that would be great. Uh, be sure and check with the electric company, like PSO, for example. You know, they have especially for lower income folks. They have uh, some programs that will help people for weatherization, including uh, insulation. So be sure and check with uh, PSO and see if you qualify for that. 
start thinking about winter kits for your vehicles and your home in case you lose power or something. Uh, a lot of people do use generators, which are great, but just make sure you operate them safely according to the manufacturer's recommendations. Uh, now's a good time to get them serviced. If you haven't used your generator in several months or a year, uh, we've got several businesses here in town that you can take your generators to, get them tuned up, and, and make sure they're in good working order, got fresh fuel in it. Uh, what know. about the big, large home generators? We've been, we've been seeing more of those being yes. marketed. Uh, and, of course, we've got one here at the radio station, so we mm -hmm. can be on if, they're, if the power's out for an extended period of time. So yeah, that, what about those? Those are really great. Uh, I personally have a generator at my house. you got to have one. Yeah. Be the emergency manager, yeah. Rich. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the newest ones they got by several manufacturers, Generac just being one of them, uh, these in-home generators that uh, can run part of your home, all of your home, you know, whatever. It's all hooked up to natural gas. It's uh, hooked up by a professional electrician. Uh, they're they're great if, if you can afford them. You know, they could cost anywhere from 3000 to 5000 depending on how big you want and the labor and everything to uh, get them installed. But uh, you can have one that will run your whole house and automatically come on if the power comes up, comes up, goes off. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes on, it'll actually shut itself down and cool it and all that. Uh, talk to several, you know, talk to people here local that uh, sell the uh, generators. Uh, make sure, you know, if you live inside the city limits of a municipality, Chickasha Tuttle or something like that, be sure and check your uh, compliances, you know, and regulations and stuff and building permits and stuff like that to make sure it's done safely. But they're a great asset to have, you know. Yes, they are a little bit expensive, but if you lose power, if we have an ice storm and you've got somebody that's on a medical device or you have lots of meat or something like that in a freezer or something like that, uh, they're really handy to keep that stuff in, in place and in working order. So it's something to think about. You know, you can even uh, buy a small generator, gas operated, uh, generator that you can sit outside, you know, don't, don't put it in the garage. Don't put it on your back porch under a cover close to a house. Not when you run it anyway, yeah. you can store it there, but, but uh, the ones that are installed by the professionals in your home, um, they're designed, you know, to, to vent outside and they'll put it away from windows and openings and stuff like that. So just check with them. Uh, we've got, uh, People here in town, we've got a company up in Tuttle that uh, he's just an authorized Generac uh, uh, dealer. He can sell them to you, install them, and everything. But uh, they're, they're great to have. The portables are good to have if you just got a couple, three things like a refrigerator, a TV, a, a coffee pot, or something like that. But just like I say, make sure you operate them safely. Yeah, charge outside. your cell phones and stuff. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And, you know, just make sure they're put and they're serviced and you know how to use them and activate them, you know, when the power goes out. Let's talk about your your uh, kits, the emergency yep. kits in case the power goes out. And uh, how often do you need to swap out your inventory? Well, like in, like in your home, is kind of like if you have a safe room. You know, if you have bottled water, non-perishable food and stuff in your safe room or in a room in your home that you consider a safe room, make sure you rotate that stock out. You know, they don't need to be sitting in there for a whole year. You know, every, 
every three or four months, rotate the water and stuff like that. If it's non-perishable, check for their best use date. Uh, same thing with medical supplies. You know, if you've got some alcohol or you've got some Tylenol or something like that, make sure you check that best date back, uh, on it. Make sure it's fresh. Same thing with a vehicle. If you have an emergency kit in your car, you know, flashlight, charging cord, first aid kit, blankets, and stuff like that, you know, make sure everything's working. Make sure it's up to date. Uh, if you have non-perishable food or bottled water, make sure that's rotated out. So, you know, you got to have a little self-responsibility, but you just don't want to leave stuff in there for two or three years, and then all of a sudden you need it, and you go, ooh, that's no good. <laughs> so... It's just a year deal. Yeah. Don't, it don't take it Make long it part of your it. annual spring cleaning and fall exactly. cleaning efforts around the house. Yeah. Uh, travel during uh, winter storms and the like. Yes. Lots uh, to. Whenever, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you got to get out and travel, you know, whether it's to grandma's house and Thanksgiving or whether you got to work or travel. Uh, always make sure your cell phone's charged. Uh, make sure your gas tank and your car is in good running shape. But be sure and let people know if there's a chance of uh, bad weather of, of some kind and you're calling grandma's house and stuff, let them know that you're leaving your home to go to their house or you're leaving to go to work or something like that, if, especially if we got snow and ice. You know, call somebody and say, hey, I'm leaving, should be at work in, uh, you know, an hour or I'll be at grandma's house in, you know, three or four hours. Call ahead of time, have you a plan, have a second-day second day secondary route to travel you know in case interstates yeah. get clogged yeah let folks know your route because yes. that's uh that can be critical yeah <laughs> you slide off the road you know and it might not be injured or something but you might be off an embankment where you can't be seen from the road mm -hmm. and if your phone's dead or not working you know you want to you know call 911 naturally uh but they might have a hard time finding you. So kind of remember where you're at, where you're going, what route you took, and just be ready. And please stay off the roads. If if the if the meteorologist is saying there's a storm warning, if, if stay home. You know, if you don't have to get out. Yeah, and don't. and it's like tornadoes. We have several days of advance warning for that. So sure. if you. Uh, restock your refrigerator and your pantry ahead of time if you yeah. need to. Don't wait. Don't wait to get bread and milk with the last bit. Right. Exactly. Don't do the Brahms <laughs> run. You know. And most people are really. I've noticed that over the past few years. You know, when the weather service, whether it's the weather service you hear at the radio station, our social media pages that we run and stuff like that. If we say if it's Friday and we say, hey, you know, you better watch out for Monday. It could get bad. And a lot of people will go to the store on Saturday and Sunday and get stuff that they need, and that's not a bad thing. But uh, uh, you do want to do it in advance because snow and ice, I mean, if, unless it's an emergency, you have to go to work, you know, you don't have a choice, it's an emergency or something like that, or you've got the time you can take off and just stay at home, stay at home. Because if you try to get out and go somewhere and you really don't need to go that means responders are going to try to come and help you for sure but did you really need to go to walmart to buy a pair of tennis shoes you know uh do i really just want to run to a restaurant right right quick and take something home in the middle of a snowstorm you know so and rescuers i mean they please fire ems they'll they'll come and help without a doubt but uh you know, take take your responsibility and make sure. Say, do I really need to do that? If they say stay home, 
if at all possible, stay at home and stay off the road. Yeah, and that'll give their first responders uh, more time to answer the very critical yes, criticals. Exactly. They need yes, to. exactly. All right, uh, we want uh, folks to uh, visit your Facebook page and website mm-hmm. and all that because you've got a lot of great information there. Yeah, we, we use our uh, county Facebook page just under Grady County Emergency Management. We'll send information out on uh, upcoming weather events. Uh, we just posted, some, posted something this morning uh, for older folks to be prepared. You know, a specific guide from uh, from FEMA that uh, lets older people know how to best be prepared for a disaster or an event. So we share a lot of information on there, uh, tell people to be sure and listen to the radio and the TV for anything we don't uh, uh, we'll let you know if something's coming two or three ahead, days ahead, but at the time of the event and everything, we're going to be busy actually monitoring everything real time and monitoring first responders and stuff like that. So don't use our page just for, well, I didn't know that was coming. Well, you know, check ahead of time, listen to local media and stuff like that, and use your best uh, information. Dale, appreciate you. Thanks for coming in. Yes, sir. And uh, we will be in touch down the line. So thanks so much. You bet. Grady County Emergency Management Director Dale Thompson on the program today. A big thanks to our Cool Conversation sponsor, Stanley Systems and Community Bank of Oklahoma.